So I guess Kirk Cousins offered the Vikings a discount, and the Vikings said no. I think we got to talk about that, plus Mock Draft Monday on the Locked on Vikings podcast. You liked it on three, one, two, three, you liked it! You are Locked on Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Locked on Vikings podcast. It is so good to be back in this chair. I am your host, your pal, and the kid you copied off in math class. My name is Luke Braun. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Braun NFL. You can find the show on Twitter at Locked on Vikings. Thank you so much for making Locked on Vikings your first listen of the day each and every day. You can find this show wherever you find your favorite podcasts, including YouTube. Uh, you can also find the show on Amazon Fire or Roku. Just download the Locked On Minnesota Sports app. Um, for those who are out of the loop, maybe you didn't listen all last week, uh, I was out of town, and so I did a whole series that I pre-recorded that was a little more evergreen about how I scout certain positions in the draft, which is knowledge I will be drawing upon uh, kind of for the rest of draft season here. Um, it is sort of now full-on draft season. We are past the frenzy of free agency. There might still be a random signing here or there, and we'll talk about it when that happens. Um, but for the most part, we're I, I'm not expecting any major news. There's I don't think there's anything imminently dropping. Um, but I was away for a weekend. That means I couldn't talk about the topics of the day on this show all week. And so I got some catching up to do. And I think the only real major thing we that we got for news, we got some CJ Ham contract details um that aren't too crazy and the impact that CJ Ham has I talked about before uh like back when he resigned when he when he signed that extension and I am trying to learn a lot more about the Kyle Shanahan thing which will be a whole new uh a whole episode on its own but the biggest news uh that I wanted to talk about that happened this week was actually just a rumor, or it was a report from the guys at Access Vikings, uh, the Strip guys, Andrew Kramer and Ben Gessling, on their podcast, reported that, uh, I guess not a rumor, a report. I guess there's a significant difference between those two things. But they reported that Kirk Cousins and his agent had offered the Vikings a contract structure and said, let's negotiate a contract extension. And we want 2024 and 2025 to be fully guaranteed. And in exchange for that kind of, lack of flexibility will play for under 40 mil a year. Um, that's a pretty discounted rate. You know, I mean, that's not peanuts or anything, but for quarterbacks, by the time you get to 24 and 25, the cap could, is going to be at like 275 million or something like you, we could be pushing a $300 million cap like sooner rather than later. So with that cap going up, the idea of $40 million a year um, actually might end up being a decent discount. Uh, it's, you know, not going to be the, I mean, watch the money that like Joe Burrow gets, right? Or Justin Herbert. Those guys are going to get really big money uh, soon. And I think it would put this particular contract offer to shame. But the Vikings didn't want 2025 to be fully guaranteed. So they said no. That's very interesting uh, that that was the sticking point. And, that the sticking point was not, hey, we don't want any more of this fully guaranteed stuff. We don't want to do it. It's no, we just don't want 2025 to be fully guaranteed. So they were actually okay with the idea of 2024 fully guaranteed, but not 2025. You're going to give us that price. We'll we'll lock you in for 24, but not for your age 37 season. 
So if we can read the tea leaves a little bit here, and I think we can, right? This is just a podcast. We're having fun. And I'm no reporter. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to keep up journalistic incre- you know, credibility or anything. like. We're just having fun. Um, but if I were to try to speculate and read the tea leaves on that, it tells me that, and, and like to put it together with some of the stuff that O'Connell said at the owner's meeting, which was also one of the stories um, that he had some quotes about, yeah, you know, we know how good the rookie deal is. And they were asking him like, hey, is Kirk Cousins going to be your long-term quarterback? And he's like, we're really looking forward to 2023 with him, which is like, okay, apparently uh, that's a no to that question, as nicely as you can put it, right? Um, But if you kind of put it all together, I think I have a really great sense for what the Vikings plan is. I I think we have enough public information where where we can kind of say, all right, this is their plan. So my educated guess for their plan is they want to get a quarterback this year. That is no guarantee, right? If you look at the order of the draft, you look at, you know, I mean, they're sitting at 23, three quarterbacks probably go in the top four picks at least. Maybe somebody even trades up with Arizona. You go four for four, and then there's no first-round prospects left. Don't talk to me about Hendon Hooker. He's not a first-round prospect. Um, I don't even know if he's a second-round prospect. But if those four quarterbacks are gone, or even, I mean, let's say, you know, one of them, the the, the guy they really, let's say they're really into to Will Levis, and Will Levis falls to 12, which isn't all that infeasible, right? If you look at the, the order, you've got those kind of three going in the top four. Let's say Arizona takes a D lineman. Seattle takes a D lineman. By the way, I don't believe Seattle's like selfie stuff at all. I think they're trying way too hard to get you to think that they're trying to draft a quarterback so that maybe somebody trades up above them uh, and then they can get you know their their pick of the, of the non-quarterback litter and take Jalen Carter or Will Anderson or Tyree Wilson or whichever guy they like the most. Um, probably Will Anderson, if I had to guess. But... You know, you, you go down the order like that and you kind of need like the Raiders to take a quarterback the same year. They just signed a three year deal to, with Jimmy Garoppolo with like a lot of it guaranteed. Um, you know, you would need to see like the Lions draft a quarterback, despite the fact that everybody and their mother is very convinced that they're very into Jared Goff and that they think, you know, the, the way that they've talked about Goff is not a guy that they're looking to move on from. Uh, especially not for a rookie. Like it'd be one thing if you know that Peyton Manning was on the market, then all bets are off. But I, I don't think they're going to do a rookie over him. It's like not that weird to imagine one of those four quarterbacks, once they get out of that like top five range, starting to fall really far down the board and kind of becoming the story of the night. And eventually they come into trade up range. The problem is, Let's say they're sitting there at 12. Houston's on the clock. Will Levis still on the board. Vikings really like him. They call up Houston. They say, hey, we'll give you, you know, this year's first rounder and next year's first rounder. And we'll maybe even throw in, you know, pick 87 if you want. And we really want to move up to 12. We want to get this quarterback. Uh, and they go, eh, you know, we love that. But the Bucks already offered us that or maybe even the commanders, right? The commanders offered us pick 16. Uh, and we don't want to move all the way down to 63. We only want to move down four spots. So we're going to do that. Sorry. And then the commanders get the quarterback and you're out of luck, right? So they want to be set up to, to not be completely caught off guard by that scenario. So if that doesn't happen, the Vikings trade up, they get the quarterback they want. They want that to be feasible. They don't want to do that. And then, you know, great. We got Will Levis in the building, but we can't start you for three years because we just signed Kirk Cousins to all this guaranteed money. But they also don't want to be screwed in the situation where, shoot, we didn't get any quarterback, and now Kirk Cousins knows that, and he can basically destroy us with leverage. No, they have all their void years, and they have already communicated that 2024 fully guaranteed is in the cards, so we just do that. 
and say, yeah, we're not doing anything for 2025. We'll give you one more year on your deal. And we go back into the 2024 draft in the same situation with you on a void year filled deal. And we see if we can do a little bit better. Maybe we're picking higher that year. Maybe we're not. Maybe we like more quarterbacks or fewer. We don't really know. But we'll have Kirk Cousins as kind of a safety blanket. And if you hear what like Quasi has talked about with Kirk Cousins, it's, you know, that he meets that necessary threshold and it was that damnation by faint praise. The point he was making speaks to this. It's that, hey, Kirk Cousins is a quarterback who is good enough for us to, you know, be as competitive for a Super Bowl. That's really what they what he was saying. And you don't have to agree with him, but he said, you know, Kirk Cousins is good enough for us to win a Super Bowl the way the, the Rams won one with Stafford. Um, you know, the the way that the Bengals went there with Joe Burrow and all that. Like Kirk Cousins is in that range, right? Garoppolo went to a Super Bowl in 2019. We think that that, you know, we we can make that work, right? We can get there. Um but that doesn't mean he cannot be improved upon, but they're not going to improve upon it without having that safety net in place of, all right, if we strike out, we can add another year with Kirk Cousins. That's what I think their plan is. And I think at this point, it is abundantly clear that that's what their plan is. So get this nonsense that, oh, this is really going to be a rebuilding year. No, no, they think that they can go in and that they can you know actually make a run at the NFC with Kirk Cousins. And if you think that they're stupid for thinking that, then that's fine. But that's where they are at right now. And that they can keep doing that until Cousins gets old and can't throw anymore which is well, coming down the pipe. He's 35. But the goal is to get a quarterback that they picked, not a quarterback that they inherited. And that's what happens when you get a new GM and everything in the in there. And the days of, you know, two-year fully guaranteed extensions and stuff are over, I think, with, with Quasi. He wants flexibility. He says it all the time. He wants flexibility. So that's what I think that their plan is. I also want to do a mock draft and stuff, so we're going to get into all of that. But uh, before I do, let me talk to you about Ultimate Football GM. It's my new favorite phone game, and uh, it is... You've heard me talk about it before now. Uh, it is off-season simulator. I mean, if you love this part of the, the year where you're talking about the draft and, and free agency and should we extend this quarterback or not, if you love, you know, kind of playing armchair GM... This is the game for you. It is a full-on simulator for running a football team. You have to hire your staff, draft players, work out their contracts, stay under the salary cap, and hopefully build a whole big dynasty. You can even like draft a player, win a bunch of Super Bowls with him, and then he retires. Hire that player to your staff. It actually works that way. And then win a whole bunch more Super Bowls with that guy as your coach. Uh, that is all available and much more on Ultimate Football GM. And right now, Locked On Vikings listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On, all caps in the game store. That's Locked On in all caps in the game store at ultimate-gm.com, or you can just look up Ultimate Football GM on the app stores. Once again, that is ultimate-gm.com to start your dynasty today. Thanks a million for making Lockdown Vikings your first listen of the day. Uh, if you are craving a little bit more content that is visual, perhaps, you can go to patreon.com slash LukeBronNFL. Uh, I am going to put up today a video about my CB1, the guy I like the most. It's Devin Witherspoon. I think he should be the first corner off the board. Not sure if he will, will, will be, but if I were in control of it, he would be. 
Uh, and I also did some last week, even though I was out, I had some go out. I had a Jordan Addison one go out. I love him a lot. I don't know if the Vikings will. And Bijan Robinson, which I've talked about here before, but the idea of him as, you know, a, a first round running back, what if the Vikings took him at 23, that kind of thing with tape and all that stuff. So go check it out. There's also the, the, the history doc, which is seven episodes of Vikings history content. Um, before I get into the mock draft, which it is mock draft Monday, um, I want to talk to you about the CJ Ham restructure. All you really need to know is that his cap hits hover around 1.2, 1.3% of the cap and scale up with the cap. Uh, and I think that that's very clearly by design. Um, they can save about half of it if they cut him after this year. And they can save all but 750K if they cut him after uh, next year. And that's mostly in prorated bonus. There's not like guaranteed salary and stuff. So that's also the same math if they trade him versus if they cut him. Um, also, they have a couple of details with guys like Jonathan Bullard and Brandon Powell, which fall under the veteran salary benefit, which or the veteran minimum salary benefit, which is basically if you sign a player to the veteran minimum, that minimum like scales with how many years that they've had in the league, but they actually will get more money personally uh, than they will count against the cap. So it's like going to be a discounted rate. So if you're really trying to nickel and dime this and you see like reported numbers for what Jonathan Bullard or Powell make and they don't actually match like what you see on the cap websites, that's why the salary cap sees those deals as cheaper than the money they actually get, which is something that the NFLPA, the players union specifically negotiated so that their players would get paid more. That's kind of their job. <laughs> So that's your quick and dirty <laughs> cap update. Uh, I also want to get into a quick little bit of housekeeping before we get into the mock draft. So mock draft Monday is a tradition on the show. I've been doing it since 2019 that uh, I will do a mock draft. And the, the rule is I'm not allowed once I've taken one player, I'm not allowed to take another player. Um, because we're getting closer to the draft. It's actually April now. I'm going to be a little more serious about them. And I'm going to clear the board. So everybody that I've done before is back on the board. Uh, so everything is is available to us again. But if I take, you know, Zay Flowers today, I won't be able to take Zay Flowers tomorrow or whatever I do. I don't know. I haven't even started this sim yet. I'm going to do it live. Um, also, since we're kind of past free agency frenzy, um, for the most part, I would assume, I... Also, I'm going to be a lot more serious about draft stuff from here on out. We'll probably be doing one prospect every day. I would usually do like prospect of the day, but I want to leave myself a little more flexible than that. But we'll probably do, we'll probably at least average one prospect per day. And it's going to be the thing that I like focus the most attention on. So if you're here for draft content, congratulations. We are going to get it in spades from here until the actual draft. And I will also have a show on the actual draft and a live stream on draft night on round one. Uh, so you can find me on the Locked on Vikings YouTube page. I will be live hanging out with everybody while we watch the draft together. Um, okay, is that enough stalling? Let's do a mock draft. For this, I am going to do the first uh, four rounds for now. I don't really have a lot of uh, familiarity with the deep round guys, so I would kind of just be taking random dudes. So the goal here, too, is to get to know a guy. So I might draft a guy and not really know much about him and then kind of use that as an excuse to get to know him a little bit and say, you know, I drafted a guy and then end up not liking him. That's something that happens in these a lot. Um, I also have trades on. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of watch this board. 
So as I sort of have speculated, I'm paused at pick number four right now. Three quarterbacks off the board, Richardson, Stroud, and Young, all off the board. And Christian Gonzalez has gone to the Cardinals. So Will Levis is on the board. If I can grab Will Levis, I'm going to. But personally, this is my take. I think the Vikings are going to be higher on him than I am. I am only going to take him if he falls to 23 because I'm just not that high on him. Um, I, mean, I still think he's a first round guy, but I don't think he meaningfully improves on Kirk Cousins enough to justify trading up. Um, and for more on that opinion, you can find my episode about it or you can actually find my Patreon video about it too, which is free to watch. So I'm going to kind of let this thing fall probably. And Will Levis went six to the Lions in this one. So, all right. So that is over. But Christian Gonzalez is off the board. That's the only corner off the board. I am now sitting at uh, pick number 10 and kind of the usual suspects, a couple tackles, the the edges, you know, Will Anderson, uh, Miles Murphy, Tyree Wilson's actually still on the board, which is kind of intense. I'm sure he's not going to last very long, but corners are really falling right now. I'm, I'm really excited about how the corners are falling. Um, Joey Porter is still on the board. He would probably be my favorite guy. I like Cam Smith a lot. Um, I like Jordan Addison a lot as a wide receiver. Um, I don't love Quentin Johnston. So if he's the only guy left on the board, I'll probably trade back. Joey Porter goes to the commanders at 16 and, uh, we are getting pretty close. Deontay Banks goes, there goes Johnston and we are on the board. Addison went, I believe I can go for Cam Smith. So I'm going to reject all these trade back offers and I'm going to slam Cam Smith, a corner out of South Carolina. This is great because I just finished watching him today. Um, I'm a big fan of Cam Smith. He has really good athleticism. He tested great, you know, good. He's like 6'1". I think he's like 190. That'll play. Not the biggest, thickest dude in the world, but that's plenty um, of size for a guy who runs as fast and is as agile and stuff as he is. He's a very patient corner. That's what I really like about him. Um, he is, he's not scared. He, he'll, he'll really watch you do a lot of razzle dazzle and he'll just kind of stare at you. It kind of reminds me of that old, that like Indiana Jones scene with the, the dude, like with, what was it? Knives or nunchucks or something like that. And like going crazy. And he just kind of stands there and watches him and shoots him. I feel like that vibe a lot when I watch Cam Smith, where he's watching you like shimmy and head fake and do all this stuff. And it's, you can leave my frame and then I'll react to it. Right. All of this other crap. I'm not gonna, I'm going to ignore. Uh, and that's good discipline and patience. Um, he's the problem is he's got the grabbies and that's why I think he does go, after Gonzalez and Porter and um, Witherspoon. Those are my big three. And I think the reason those are my big three is because they don't come with as catastrophic a, a, a holding issue. I think it's something you can't maybe can get out of him, but I'm worried enough about it to kind of say, okay, he's not one of the elite dudes that probably should be a top 15 pick. Um, but at 23... And we didn't have to trade up or do anything. And he comes in. He's a starter right away. So there you go. He can play inside. He can play outside. He he shadows a lot. Um, so you've kind of got Byron Murphy and Cam Smith. And you're trying to figure out matchups for those two guys. And you're shadowing. And we still need a nickel. We might double dip on corner in this draft, honestly. I'm not sure. Uh, but I'm fairly happy with that. Moving on real quick with this Mock Draft Monday episode of the Locked On Vikings podcast. Thank you so much for making Locked On Vikings your first listen of the day. Um, so the, the day two did not go great for me. I kind of sat and tried to uh, trade up a little bit, 
Um, the other, I guess, thing that has been solidified a little bit through reporting this week has been, or last week has been, I think the Vikings have a, a trade in place for Dalvin Cook that they are ready to push the button on on draft day. I, I'm speculating. All right, don't take that and and take it to the bank. But the way reporters are kind of looking at it as Dalvin Cook's out. Um, have, have been looking at Dalvin Cook as somebody who's who's out. They've signed Madison back, which is an odd thing to do if you're also going to keep Dalvin Cook. That's a lot of resources monetarily into the running back position. Um, they apparently went out and tried to get David Montgomery, who ended up with the Lions, but apparently the, the Vikings actually were in on him. So they're in on other running backs. They already have Alexander Madison. <sighs> Something doesn't add up, right? My guess is the Vikings have done a similar thing to what they did with the trade down at the Lions on draft day last year, which was that trade was negotiated way before the draft. They're not negotiating this stuff live while they're on the clock with 10 minutes, right? It's not like the, not like Kevin Costner in draft day. They called the Lions and they said, we might, or well, I think the Lions called them and said, we might want to trade up or whatever, however that worked. And said, okay, well, we'll trade down with you. Here's what the deal will be. We ha- hammered that out. And if the board falls in a certain way that makes you want to trade up and us want to trade down, we'll call you up. We'll, you know, click send on it. And that's what happened. And I think something with Dalvin Cook has been negotiated similarly, which I think would maybe move your third round pick up a few spots. Unfortunately, um, I was waiting for a couple of corners. I was waiting for some receivers that I liked. And they all went like two picks before I was going to trade up for them. So it didn't go great for me. I ended up sitting on it and I'm just up on the clock at uh, at 87. Um, here is where I am at with the wide receiver group. I've talked in the past about what I think the best compliment for Justin Jefferson is. And the key thing is, and it's very vague on purpose because there's lots of ways to skin a cat. You got to be able to win one-on-one. If you're not a huge burner, I'm okay with that. You know, if you're not the biggest guy, I'm okay with that. You just need to be able to punish someone. If you are leaving your second best cornerback one-on-one with this receiver, that needs to be a bad idea. You need to be good enough to beat second cornerbacks one-on-one um, and, and kind of force resources away from Justin Jefferson. To that end, I am going to take here in the third round A.T. Perry, uh, a Wake Forest wide receiver who I have not seen too much of, so I reserve the right to take this take back, but he's got the athletic profile. You know, he's big. Um, 6'3", 198, uh, I would love to see him over that 200-pound threshold, but that's ultimately an arbitrary number that we only like because it's even. Um, so that's plenty big. 447 speed, that's awesome at that size. And he's got enough polish to really make something of it. So I think you can ask him to do a lot of the stuff you were asking Adam Thielen to do, kind of be the secondary route, be the, you know, the third-ish guy in the progression. You know, JJ, go to see if you do Hawkinson. He can kind of be a guy on the outside or running a clear out, um, you know, do stuff in the red zone. The reason he's going to be available here is A, he's 24, so there's going to be some age stuff. Uh, but I think his, like with age in, we these are the COVID kids, right? So they are all going to skew a little bit older. So I think we have to kind of adjust where our age limits are for this draft. I talked about that a little bit with Hendon Hooker when I, when I talked about him and kind of how I parse out age. Um and he's got a little bit of a drops issue and stuff. So, And there's some little inconsistencies with the way he runs routes that I think you could maybe iron out. 
Um, but none of it, I think, is so catastrophic that you would need him to be like a Devi prospect that needs a year. And that's what I'm not looking for, right? I'm not looking for Devi prospect that needs a year. That's what I seem to to find here on him uh, just on a cursory glance. I'll hopefully be able to take a closer look at him before the actual draft itself. But for now, I'm taking A.T. Perry at pick number 87. Um, and what I would really love is to use my running back here my Dalvin Cook. We're sitting. I'm sitting at pick 100 now. Vikings are up at 116 or uh, 119. Um, I would love to move up and grab a running back. I love Tajay Spears. Um, I, I think I no. I hate Roshan. No, I'm thinking of uh, the Tennessee, not Texas. I always get the Tennessee and Texas mixed up. I'm orange cyst. <laughs> I am gonna stand pat. I think and see what kind of running backs fall to me here? Um, Cause these guys do tend to go around this middle-ish round stage. Uh, I'm now sitting at pick 112, and my favorite of the class right now is Ty J Spears. I might go somewhere else just to, uh, just to keep talking about different guys. I am going to take Zach Evans or I'm going to try to get Zach Evans. I'm sitting at 113, Falcons on the clock. I am going to try to trade up with the Falcons using Dalvin Cook. Now, I'm using the Pro Football Network mock simulator that doesn't have player trades in it. The only one that does is the PFF sim, and uh, their trade module is like really wonky and I think too easy to break, so I think it makes the simulations a little bit less realistic. Um, but I'm going to see if the... Uh, we'll say Dalvin Cook's worth a 2024 fourth. I don't know. Seems good enough. Um, that's that, like kind of like a fifth today. So like call it a you know day three pick and, and you take the contract. I think that's about fair compensation for Dalvin Cook right now. Um, and we'll see if they take it. And they did. Cool. So I'm going to take Zach Evans, the Ole Miss running back, and that'll be the end of this mock draft. For me, um, for running backs, it's more of a pass-fail thing than a, like, I I just want you to check all the boxes. And the boxes I need you to check are, do you burst well? And he has that. Do you have balance through contact? And he has that. Um, Can you pass block? That's really shaky. And and are you a good receiver out of the backfield? And that's really shaky. Um, So I don't love him as a prospect. And that's there are a lot of other guys that I would take in like the third but we're sitting at pick 119, and I did just dump Dalvin Cook's contract, so I can just sort of go grab a, a replacement and take it. So I am going to take Zach Evans. Um, I think if you only check two of my four boxes, I'm probably not going to be as excited about you. Um, but I am sourcing that evaluation, by the way, from Tyler Fornes at uh, USA Today, since, since he's already done a lot more work on Evans than I have. But I think that kind of turns Zach Evans into a rotational guy, somebody that's, you know, not your every snap, but, you know, part of a committee, right, as as this pure runner. I guess it's just weird to pair him with Alexander Madison, who also isn't like the most dynamic receiver out of the backfield. Um, so I don't think I ended up loving that too much, but hey, we learned about him, right? So there it is. We grabbed uh, Cam Smith, who I'm very excited about. We grabbed A.T. Perry, who works pretty well. And then we grabbed Zach Evans while also dumping Dalvin Cook's contract. Hope you guys enjoy that mock draft. Tomorrow is Twitter Tuesday, so ask me questions. I know you guys have them all pent up, so ask me your questions. Uh, you can send them to me at Luke Braun NFL or at Lockdown Vikings on Twitter. You can fill out the Google form in the show notes or send an email to LockdownVikingsPodcast at gmail.com. You can leave a YouTube comment, too. I'll see it, and I'll answer your questions from there. I'll see you all tomorrow, and as always, skull.